0: Buyout. Broadcast. OTT. Worldwide. In perpetuity. (laughs) I love saying these so dramatically because I'm hoping they make you as nervous as they make me. These usage terms can sometimes be overwhelming. But... They are so important to master so you and your agency producing partner can speak the same language.
1: And if your agency counterpart happens to be, you know, maybe on the green side of producing or they came over from a different part of the agency or your agency doesn't have a business department to they're too small, right, mm-hmm, to have like a mm-hmm. business manager, they may need your assistance in defining their usage terms. Your expertise in this field will help them get what they need without breaking the bank. And sometimes we also find ourselves the one paying the talent. So we have to make sure that our budget is good before we even start casting the talent, right?
0: That's what we're going to talk about. We're diving into this intricate world of usage terms, demystifying why they matter and showing you how to navigate this complex landscape. So grab a cocktail Join us and be sure to stick around to the end because we have some valuable insight on how we can massage these usage rights to help you and your agency or client not overspend. Roll the intro. Welcome to the Producers Happy Hour with your hosts, Sister Christian and Lawrence Lewis.
1: We're two producers with over 20 years of experience each chatting over drinks about what it means
0: and what it takes to be a good producer.
1: Join us for insightful interviews and informative show topics that will help you get through your toughest jobs,
0: biggest production challenges,
1: and most difficult clients. So grab a drink. You're going to need it. And let's get to it.
0: Because making shit
1: is hard. Before we start, we have a question for you.
0: We do, our dear audience. We are interested in putting on a producer's happy hour social event. It would be here in Los Angeles, so sorry to everyone else in all the other parts of the world. Maybe we can plan one near you in the future. But our first one, we want to stick close to home, and we want to do it here in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, so we would love to meet our listeners in person and get to know everybody. Talk production or hell, just have a drink.
0: Yeah, just get a little boozy. You know, maybe we could do it at a (laughs) wine bar, like on a Wednesday or Thursday, five to nine happy hour-ish or something to, you know, people, hopefully you're done with your your projects and you can come join us, something like that. You can bring your partners and your spouses. We just want to hang out and have some fun together.
1: So if you're down for this, let us know. We'll post on Instagram stories, so please vote. If you get our episode guide, there's a section in there where you can vote or just email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com and let us know. If enough people want it, we'll make it happen.
0: That sounds great. So, yeah, get back to us. Let us know. Sister, how are you doing?
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I am hot today.
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, wait, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. Sometimes we bank a lot of episodes. So, you know, who knows when we recorded them. Right now, we're kind of doing these pretty, pretty much live. You know, like mm-hmm. we're, shoot, we're recording this on Friday. It comes out Tuesday. So current events. Oh, my God. You're working like crazy. How are you hanging in there?
1: I mean, I'm on a job right now where we're traveling all over because, spoiler alert, you cannot film in L.A. It's too expensive.
0: Yeah. I was just talking to an EP out of New York, also New York. They're like, we haven't done anything in America for a while. We're in Argentina, Mexico City. Yep. It's too literally too expensive in Los Angeles to shoot.
1: Yeah, I've been bidding a lot of things in South America recently. Yeah. And I, I feel bad. I do. But I... I'm not sure how to combat this because honestly, we, we, I mean, I feel like we've exhausted the amount of deals that can be made. Nobody's working because of the strikes. So already people need, need to get the money. So asking for a deal on top of that is rough, you know, it just sucks. So yeah, like right now I'm, I've been traveling a ton in order to keep myself afloat.
0: Yeah, right. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm working the streets. No, I'm good. <laughs> How them streets treat you, uh, Lawrence? <laughs> no, I've been doing, I've been doing, I don't know. I'm doing fine. I've been doing a lot of experiential projects, a lot of discovery on experiential projects, and a lot of bidding. And yeah, hanging in there. Well,
1: but it is, is. it
0: is definitely, <laughs> not to brag, but I'm feeling okay. But, you know, it is a really weird world out there. And I've talked to a lot of people that, are hoping to get back to work very soon
1: the other thing that i'm dealing with somewhat and i i do actually a lot like i I, not only do i do advertising with you know traditional you know agency folks or whatever i do a Mm -hmm. lot of client direct stuff which Mm -hmm. has you know like it just stretches your brain a bit more
0: yeah. You have to think oh, yeah. of a
1: lot of things when, you know, you don't, you're not backed by an agency with creatives and business department and agency producers. You actually have to fill those roles sometimes. And that, that's the other thing I'm doing currently.
0: Yeah. And turns out you kind of act like the agency in those situations as well.
1: Yeah. So not uh, only do I line produce, I agency produce on this side. Uh-huh. it seems. There you go. <laughs> For the same amount of money, of course.
0: Well. <laughs>
1: Included in my low rate. Included,
0: right. <laughs> For one simple daily rate. You get <laughs>
1: <laughs> You get all of me. <laughs> Before I spill the beans, what are you drinking?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna tell you I'm drinking it, but I don't have all the ingredients, so I didn't actually make it. I'm just having an IPA. But it's a it's the, I figured this was the perfect drink <laughs> called a kiss is not a contract. <laughs> I, I love thought it. this oh. was genius. Yes. It's, a sh- it's a shake it's a shaken drink. It's a little on the sweeter side. Uh, half ounce of My gin, favorite. Mm-hmm. half ounce of honey liqueur, or honey syrup if if you have it. Couple ounces of fresh pink grapefruit juice, three quarter ounce passion fruit syrup, four ounces of champagne or any sort of sparkling Jeez, wine will Louise. do. And then you can do a, You can do a sugar rim, but that sounds like a headache to me, so I skip that. But that, I would skip that. But that is a kiss in a contract, which I thought was a great uh, cocktail recipe to bring today. What are you drinking?
1: That sounds delicious, actually. So I'm going to have to get my resident bartender to make that. Yes. Uh, I'm drinking a Topo Chico hard seltzer exotic pineapple.
0: Exotic? It, yeah. Wow. It's uh-huh. naturally
1: flavored with other natural flavors.
0: <laughs> Are the pineapples certified exotic?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I
0: don't know what I,
1: certifi- I mean. I <laughs> mean, nope. But it is gluten-free, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> good, good. All right, before we get started, to all of our production pros out there, we haven't talked about this in a while, so we need to bring it up again. Lawrence, how many times have you been boned before?
0: Oh, I'm... I'm, Excuse me, sister. (laughs) What what are you asking?
1: You know, when you get a script, everything looks manageable, but then somewhere in the pre-production, a huge surprise bomb is dropped in your lap.
0: Oh, my God. You mean, like, every job these days... Like, God, Get out of
1: my head, Christian.
0: Exhausting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, and it happens more and more these days. That's why we put together our course, The Art of Script Breakdowns, A Producer's Perspective.
0: Yes, this is an online learning course, and it teaches you how we, as producers, with blah, X amount of years of experience, break down a <laughs> script even before our first AD is on board, right? Because we have to. There, there, there's so many hidden surprises in there, and by following this method that we have, you can search out those big surprises, uncover them up front, and deal with them all before it's too late.
1: It's an online video course that's 45 lessons. It adds up to over two hours of video content that breaks down our process and will take you from the good producer that you already are to a fantastic producer who can see Mm -hmm. the landmines ahead of them and successfully navigate around them. And you know what? We also have many more subjects planned.
0: Oh, yeah. We've got more courses coming, y'all. So (laughs) you can enroll for this first course that we have on our website, ProducersHappyHour.com forward slash courses. It's only 97 bucks. And like sister said, we've got many more coming. So check it out now. Enroll now. You know, wake up on some Saturday, make yourself a mimosa and dive into the course and you'll be happy you did. All right. So let's define what this is about because, you know, uh, I started in feature films and we didn't talk a whole lot about usage terms because you know everything's work for hire for for the film and we're not using a lot of proprietary stuff this really applies more to commercial advertising either print or motion and we're talking about the usage for on-camera actors voiceovers musical composers or compositions artwork photography still photography print photography anything that's kind of artistically proprietary, like someone's usage, right?
1: Yeah, and it's kind of what's, you know, going on right now with the writers and the, yeah. you know, the uh-huh. actors on strike right now. It's all about usage. You can't just pay somebody one time to use their likeness forever. You can. It's called in-proof oh, doing you can. it.
0: Yeah, but it's, oh, it's, we'll it's, get into that. Feel,
1: Yeah, we just did a, <laughs> it's a bit unethical <laughs> is how, you know, Lawrence and I happen to feel about it.
0: Right. it's you're you're licensing your very own image to a thing that's going to generate revenue for you know in perpetuity forever. Yeah. so that 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 is that is you know you need to be getting a little bit bigger piece of a pie. So basic information here. U.S. copyright law, as they are applied now, artists own all rights to their created images, and they are allowed to sell and transfer these rights to agencies and clients. So even though you think of an actor as an actor, it's like you're licensing their image and their performance for a particular set time and and usage. You're kind of renting that, right? You don't own it. So what is usage is defined by several things but really three length of time where territory and on what and that's media right there're many other things that can factor into these deals but when you say usage what are your usage terms it's usually those three things so let's start with time period
1: so standard time period i would say is you know a year
0: yeah i mean if if you like let's compare it to union a one contract one Se- one uh, session fee covers you for one, thirteen weeks,
1: which is a very old way. That's a very it's old a way. Very
0: old way because mm-hmm. that that goes back to the dinosaur of of broadcast TV. So, but they still use it in SAG non union mm-hmm. Standard is a year.
1: Standards a year. Sometimes you'll see two years if it's a little bit more of a buyout, but that's just to cover. In my opinion, it just like most advertisers, especially these days, full of like. Content just needs to churn out all the time, new and fresh, in order to keep people interested. I feel that a year is more than generous, but sometimes two is just to cover. Because you know you're not going to be reusing that stuff in two years. We learned that during COVID for sure.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Things move too quickly. Products change too much. So many of the advertisers are tech-oriented. That's, mm-hmm. That shit gets updated all the time.
1: All the time. So,
0: you know, that's something that's something to know and think about and pay attention to because you're going to pay a little bit more for two years or three years or whatever. And then we'll get into this a little bit later. Reuse is a, another option. So instead of right. paying up front for two years, you build in the right to use it for an additional year for the same money plus 10%.
1: Exactly. And that requires tracking, though. That,
0: that does. Yeah, and who does the tracking?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm seeing that go away because as we alluded to earlier, <laughs> yeah. a lot of agents, the smaller agencies, don't have a business department anymore. So they expect the production companies to pay the talent.
0: <clears throat> Which gets tricky because then if you're talking year upon year and there's a renewal or a reuse, then the production company's got to like... Do work to execute all those payments and and things. And who's going to do that? Are they getting paid for that? Probably not. So it's yeah, right.
1: And then it falls on teams like me and you who are freelance to say, oh, do you remember a year ago whatever the deal Uh was, or do you have do you happen to have the link to the Dropbox of the talent contract so we can read and see what it refresh ourselves? And you're like,
0: exactly. I
1: turned all this over two days after the job. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh I don't and, remember. <laughs> and I have jo- I have job amnesia, so uh, once it's yeah. done it's done and I'm don't remember. I'm good. So we're talking about time, so let's talk about in perpetuity, which is a term that gets thrown around a lot. It's really easy for agencies to just or clients to just say in perpetuity or assume in perpetuity like you're going to hire an actor. You've got that piece of film that you can use forever, whenever, and anything. And that's not necessarily true. And if your client or your agency is asking for in perpetuity, it's really something that should be pushed back on. Because are they really going to use this commercial forever? Are they really going to use this piece of They're sure they can recut it and make it into a commercial for a different product of their own. But that's really kind of gets into really some shady territory.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and call out a big one here because Nickelodeon does it. For their kids. So, like, when you have an actor and you do something for Nickelodeon and you're a child, they ask the parents to sign a contract that says that they can use that footage for in perpetuity, which means your kid's likeness could be used 20 years from now once they've, once they're an adult for the one time fee. And I I mean, that's no secret. I think everybody out there knows it. But mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, like that kind of stuff to me feel is starting to feel it may have been what the practice has been for the last twenty years or so when they do non union talent. But I mean, honestly, it's starting to feel super gross.
0: It is. Yeah, because
1: as an adult, you may not want that to, you may not want that anymore. Your parent may have at the time, cool. And at the time as a seven-year-old, you may be like, this is fantastic. I fucking want this. Right. But then 20 years later, you're like, I don't really want them to use it anymore. And you have no repercussions.
0: This comes up a lot. You know, I do a lot of voiceover work and this comes up a lot. And in a lot of the breakdowns I've been seeing lately, archival and online use in perpetuity like a organic online, because that shit's going to end up on YouTube. Yeah. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. Somebody put it up, and it's impossible to get taken down. So a lot of agencies and clients are covering themselves saying, okay, we're only going to pay for this ad to be online for six months or a year. Right. But they can't help it. It can't help it if someone rips it, it puts it yeah. on YouTube, and they also want to put it on their the ad agency wants it on their website, uh, right. or they want to might submit it to awards or something. So they're going to ask for in perpetuity for that kind of organic internet usage.
1: Right. Like i've I've seen the I've seen the wording like you know buy out for one year, and then after one year, the client will not be actively pushing yes. the spot anymore, but it will yeah. live archivally online, which no is true. Like paid. you can no longer, you cannot scrub the internet of a spot. You can't. So I understand the protection behind that. Yeah. So I understand it. I just, I could see it, you know, in some cases getting abused.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you mentioned the word buyout, and I want to get into that. So let's move on to rights. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a, a broader category, right? But you're either looking for unlimited rights, right? Which is kind of a buyout. Now, buyout's used in a lot of different ways. And I know in commercials, we mean it to be an agreed set of time buyout, right? I, right. like, I want to buy this out for three years. I know in voiceover, people get scared of buyout because they think that means in perpetuity. Like I'm buying yeah. it out completely forever and that's not the case. So that, the unlimited, that would be in perpetuity or like total buyout. Also, that would be unlimited perpetuity or limited. And sister, you mentioned something maybe before we started recording about session fee. So, right, session fee plus... Buyout or session Mm -hmm. fee plus usage. Mm -hmm. Explain that.
1: The session fee covers you to arrive on set and, you know, cu- you know, you put that on a time card. It's, you know, it, it, so you can get covered by workman's comp. That's your day rate, This the session yeah. fee essentially. And then on top of that, usually there's a buyout fee that is, you know, a couple grand or something to use the footage for a year, like you were saying earlier. And then after a year for the non-union world, there's an option to possibly, you know, option the second year mm-hmm. plus 10%. Right. Right. Yes. So all together, you know, any days that you show up on set or a fitting day or if you have to travel is the session fee. And then on top of that, it's a buyout to actually use the footage. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see in some contracts that buyout fee is only paid upon edit. So if you make the edit. Oh yeah. So it could be something where you know twenty people are filmed that day, but they only plan on using half of them. Then the half of the people who get in the commercial, quote unquote, get the buyout fee. The other half to show up for their session fee. Yeah. But there is some protection in that. So later on, if it's if it's recut again and you're used, you will get paid that. I feel as long as those terms are spelled out in the beginning, and you know what you're agreeing to, then I feel comfortable with it.
0: Yeah. Christian I just got a calendar for a job and the timeline is totally crazy it's so short Like, how do you stay organized during prep when these timelines are truncated like that?
1: There is so much to think about and no room for error. And to be honest, sometimes stuff falls through the cracks. I don't know. Have you ever bolted awake at 2 a.m. and screamed, humane society?
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Or even like,
1: oh, the caterer.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. The director wants fog and I didn't put it on the... Friggin' permit. It's insane. (laughs) What gets me through these jobs, though, and even just my daily life, is checklists. I'm obsessed with checklists. That's the only way I can stay organized.
1: Even though we've been doing this for years, a solid checklist is super useful.
0: Yeah, even seasoned commercial pilots, like airline pilots who have been doing this for 25 years, use checklists for the most basic things. That's how important they are.
1: I'd like to think that my job is way more important than a pilot's job, but whatever. (laughs) So we did a thing and made a new pre-production checklist. This one is built for contemporary filmmaking methods. And, you know, it's also geared towards the way we're expected to work
0: these days. Yeah, which is crazy fast. So don't let anything slip through the cracks get the pre-production checklist. There's a link in our show notes where you can grab it or you can just find it on our website producershappyhour.com. Go get it. Okay, next one is exclusivity. It's not something commonly talked about in non-union and in union it's, you know, it's sag which usually is through a sag paymaster, so we really don't do it too much, but that is the idea of licensing someone's image or photograph or artwork for a specific amount of time territory and media exclusively. So meaning if you're doing a Coke commercial, they can't do any other commercial. And you can define that by the industry or the product type or whatever, right? So it could say, we don't want them to do any other soda or pop commercial.
1: Right. And so your casting director during the casting process will ask you if there are any conflicts. Right. In yeah. exclusivity. So if you're doing a, cre- like, like Lawrence just said, a toothpaste commercial, normally if it's like Sensodyne, they don't want you doing a Crest commercial <laughs> like right. six months from now or like I've had that happen with, you know, like... Yeah. We've booked somebody to do a bear aspirin commercial, and then somebody at the agency was Googling the actor that we had wound up booking and saw that they had done a Advil commercial six Uh months earlier, and everyone freaked the fuck out. I've never seen anything like it. I was like, holy shit, because you don't want the same actor doing it. Nowadays, though, nobody has money, in my opinion, for exclusivity or conflicts.
0: It doesn't come up. It doesn't come up much. It doesn't.
1: I think that what happens is people Google the the select, a, you know, like once you get to the callback phase of your actors, you know, like they Google them. And if anybody has done prior work like that, then they just exclude them from.
0: Yeah. Okay. Region, territory. Sometimes it's called territory. Sometimes yeah. it's called region. Do you want to break this down, Christian?
1: Uh, the majority of the contracts that I see try to say worldwide, all di- uh, all media worldwide, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. broadcast and digital, you know, everything just to cover themselves. But I do, ex- in the non-union world, that's just kind of what you do. I do know that if it's just national, I will, when the casting goes out, I will say that it's just national. But in my opinion, for broadcast, in my opinion, once it hits the internet, once it's oh, yeah. digital, it just doesn't matter anymore. So yeah. That's why I think everything is kind of trending towards all media worldwide because it just, it's hard to contain it is. a commercial to just broadcast on cable network in the Northwest region. And, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah, on the internet, it generally is worldwide. But are they paying for that spot to be on, in specific places in, you know, in Canada? Right? They might not be. They might only be be paying for it to be on specific things in certain areas. That's more applicable to streaming. But yeah, typically now it's, you know, if you're not if you're not doing SAG work, it's typically worldwide internet rights, It's what we see. Market, this again probably is not so applied, doesn't really apply to us too much because we're usually, you know, is straight to consumers, but you can Limit usage down to market, So that's like if we do an industrial, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've shot some industrial stuff for Microsoft. That stuff is only ever going to be at trade shows or their internal their internal, mm-hmm. you know, websites. Sometimes it's like, what did I shoot for Microsoft? It was kind of it was more of an internal thing about some new d- department or that they were developing. I, right. I can't really say too much about it. So it was trade shows and it was internal, and that was it. So the usage rates on those, it was non-union, were Mm -hmm. pretty small because you're not sending it out to the world and they're not using it to generate income. Okay, the next big category is media. What kind of media is this on? Right. right and i know <laughs>
1: <laughs> all media worldwide all media worldwide
0: <laughs> known now and mm-hmm. to be de- developed in the future that was a scary line that was in a lot of contracts Ooh. in the 90s remember that yeah.
1: Yeah, I do. I I feel like I feel like this is where the compromising starts to happen in in, in yes. the non union world, like all media worldwide, sure. But we can't say in perpetuity Mm-mm. because you know you have to pick your battles in this one because it is changing. And until you know, like, SAG, I I will have to say, SAG usually sets the standard. Yeah. Of, you know, how, you know, the the top shelf of how, you know, people should be treated. And then all the way down to, like I said earlier, Nickelodeon, you know, all media worldwide in perpetuity. We get to own this footage forever. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, the in-between of that is, okay, we'll agree to all media worldwide, digital, that kind of stuff. But you have to put on some terms, some limits. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, and you can s- separate them because a lot of times in the some of the non-union stuff I've seen they were going to pull images from the footage and use them in print. There's print or there's motion. Right? Those are kind of the two big categories and print could be, you know, newspapers, magazines, direct mail, out of home, OOH. When you see OOH that's out of home that usually means billboards, mm-hmm. POS is point of sale, so like marquees or things next to the register or close to where you're going to buy the thing. Trade show and electronic, I don't really see that anymore, especially electronic. Trade shows, I've done some stuff for trade shows, so I do still see that. Internet, global internet usage, you know, that's a typical typical thing. Broadcast, broadcast usually means terrestrial television. So, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and then streaming or what i see a lot now is ott over the top and that's been a confusing term for me have you heard that one christian nope ott over the top that's like if you have a box on the on your for your tv like
1: mm-hmm.
0: is it coming through roku do you have a roku right. box do you have a fire
1: mm-hmm. right. st-
0: stick or whatever yeah. those things are yeah so that's that streaming obviously netflix and hulu those are all the different types of media that you're gonna kind of be seeing in these contracts
1: that brings us to reuse like reuse and renewal
0: mm-hmm which we spoke about, touched on earlier a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like that that's pretty standard, I feel, too. Um, If you're offering a buyout to go ahead and protect yourself, or if the client would like to renew for another six months or a year to run the same commercial, you have to pay the same buyout fee again with an option of with an increase of 10%. Yeah. So there's wordage in there that says with an option to renew, and that's what that usually
0: means. Because if you don't have it,
1: <laughs> <the> <laughs> I've heard the these stories too. <laughs>
0: the commercial runs for a year; it's a huge fucking success. Yeah, and they like want to do it another lips. year. People are oh my like
1: TikTokking it; it's fantastic.
0: And, and they go back to the actors and say, "Hey, we want to renew this. We want to do this again for another year." And they say, "Okay, great. It's double now because you didn't pre-negotiate mm-hmm. that ten percent increase." Or they, people, I mean, it's, it would be a dickish move, but you know. Agents hey, are listen. out there to you know make money Protect for their clients, their person. exactly yeah.
1: for themselves and their <laughs> the client.
0: <laughs> and that also uh, may be a good way of like getting out of this in perpetuity cycle that some people want because they right. just don't understand other ways of doing it. Oh, okay, this is kind of fun. I thought we would read some some before we get into like saving money tips. Read some read some usage terms, sample usage terms that I found just to kind of like break this all down. This probably could probably be a little old, you know, but but, you know, I thought this would be fun. So here's one. One year, unlimited, exclusive international advertising and promotional rights and usage in any and all media. Effective date of first use. That's also something we didn't talk about. It's like, when is that year start? The day of the, the day of the film shoot? Or mm-hmm. the day they actually start mm-hmm. using it? It's usually mm-hmm. the day they start using it.
1: Yeah. That's that's another way to protect yourself because I've, I've been asked to define the year. By yeah. some agents will ask you to define the year. You're like, no problem from the first air date. Yeah. And, but if you don't have that information, then that gets a little tricky. So having some sort of innocuous language in there of date of first use is protecting everyone.
0: Yeah. See, it was good we read that one. Do you want to do one?
1: Two years, unlimited exclusive regional, Minnesota... Wisconsin and Illinois advertising and promotional rights and usage in any and all media effective date first use artists retain self promotion rights forever as does the agency client reserves first option of reuse upon the expiration of current rights.
0: That's a little too vague. They should have put in... It reads like stereo
1: instructions.
0: (laughs) It does. (laughs) It does. I was like, wait a
1: minute.
0: (laughs) I told you these are old. But that's interesting. Artists retain self-promotion rights. You might see this in contracts with like a, a director of photography, right? Like yeah, they reserve totally. the right to use it in their mm. reel or on their website or anything like that. Okay, we talked about this a little bit, Christian, but like hel- helping your agency save a little bit of money when they are, are a little, maybe they're on the greener side. Maybe they don't understand all of the intricacies of these usage terms and they they just kind of want to be like, well, can we just own it? Yeah. Can we just shoot it and own it and not worry about it? We can help them save money because they're going to overpay for that.
1: Or the, the other thing that I wanted to mention in this, for instance, is if what it's going to do is limit the amount of people who are willing to come in. Yes. And that's the yeah. important part. Like one of the things that I discuss with the casting director whenever I do, am hiring non-union talent is how is this rate? How is this buyout? Like, do you feel that we're going to get the type of actors, the caliber actors that we need for this? And they'll either say yes, or, you know, it'd be really great. Instead of two-year buyout, we do one year, and then yes, you're good across the board. And I take that information back to the agency. I feel like whatever you're given sometimes as a, you know, as the rates and the terms and the usage are actually, you can you can either push back or ask questions around like do you really need it to be this can we limit it because it will either save you money like you said or bring in a better caliber of talent and make your spot better
0: yes exactly and that's like you know i used to do a lot of hair commercials and to get those gorgeous models with that yes. gorgeous hair, mm-hmm. they're not going to take you know fifteen hundred bucks for a year. You know, no. it's going to be it's going to be five no. grand for a year or something yeah. or more. So yeah, those terms, and of course the dollar sign attached to those terms. Are going to determine how great your casting session goes. And that is a really great tool, sister, that you to to leverage, to use mm-hmm. as leverage in those conversations. Mm-hmm. So they understand it's like, okay, we're just not gonna get the caliber of people you want for this.
1: Dude, The last thing you want to hear is from your casting director, especially if you're not working in LA and New York, is like, <laughs> all right, we'll see what we can get.
0: Oh when you,
1: I've, I've I'm like, wait a minute, stop, oh. stop, 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 stop. Can we just go back and discuss it? So like yeah. I, I can hear it in your voice that you're not confident confident about this. So tell me what would work. You know, is it just literally a couple hundred dollars more for a session? Is it that I need to limit instead of in perpetuity? I mean, I've been told before, like, just put five years on it. Five yeah. years will get better. Just put people five in. years, yeah. And I was like, Absolutely. okay. Like I think that you know the first line of defense in some of these cases is the people who are actually dealing with the actors or the agents. Is your casting director, and they can explain to you what the norm is, what's going on. Just check in with them. Call Angela, Mickey, and just be like, "Hey, girl, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's go? What, what is the average going rate right now for a non union job?" What are you seeing? That way you're informed, and you're not offering the lowest thing in the you know, yeah. the bottom of the barrel.
0: <laughs> She's going to ask you what the terms are, though, so you need to know. And and that, and then that's when you that's when you start having these conversations about like, okay, you can go from in perpetuity to like just five years, right? Let's just say five years, and yeah. and that would change everything. But then you can even take it a step further and say, okay. Let's do one year with an option to buy two more years for 10% more. And how much is that 10% more? Is that really going to kill you? You know, if if you're doing, you know, three grand, that's $300. So then all of a sudden you've gone, you know, now you're at a one-year buyout. With the option mm-hmm. for two more years that covers you for three mm-hmm. years and now really think about it is that flavor of iced tea that you're marketing is it really going to be on the shelf for three years right. are you going to change it is that is that is that software you're marketing really going to be right. the same thing in three mm-hmm. years
1: well, I mean, you mentioned hair products. I mean, like they yeah. switch that around yearly, like, uh, or two. Yeah. like, yeah. So you just think of the shelf life, like you said, having the frank and open discussion about ethics when it comes to in perpetuity is important. It, it, it can save you money and it can get you a better caliber of talent
0: conflicts, exclusivity, if you can get rid of that, that makes things better. And then your, your mention of breaking out in the non-union world, your session fee from your buyout fee, that's also a great way to save money because, you know, if you have a, a, a show or, I mean, a commercial project with like 10 actors and they're worried about, oh my God, we got to pay you know, three grand to each of these actors, that's $30,000. It's like, no, 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 we can -hmm. break it out. You only have to pay them the $500 plus OT and fittings and whatever to come on set that day because they Mm -hmm. may not all make it into the final cut and you don't have to pay them as long as you set that up front. So separating those out gives you a lot of control and leverage.
1: Yeah, and the, 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 the last tip that I'll give on this is that all of this needs to be worked out before your casting session.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, before.
1: Yes, before I know that it's a lot of front loading sometimes, and you you're you just received your budget, and you're like shit. How can I, you know? But the but it's very important because people need to know why they're showing up to audition. Yeah, and how they're going to be compensated. So all this needs to be net, like it's one of the first things you should do before casting. Mm-hmm. Before
0: that breakdown hits the hits the the wire, because changing it after the fact is real hard.
1: It makes you look like you don't have your shit together. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and some casting directors a won't do it. Too. Yeah, yeah, they just won't, won't change it. it. Yeah, no.
1: I mean, and if if you've ever tried to change a deal with an agent, boy, <laughs> yo, good luck. Good luck. <laughs>
0: All right, well, I think this was a, a really great show. You know, thank you for running this all down with me, Christian.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, this one's been weighing on me for a while because I I've, I you know, like, doing a lot of streaming or client direct or promos, that type of stuff that the agencies are starting to get cut out. They just yeah. are. Oh, yeah. And They're- business departments are the first to go because then agency producers are now, like, handling it more and more. So I'm finding myself in this unique situation of teaching people how to pay talent.
0: You know, this isn't a slight, but a lot of uh, ad agencies are downsizing and they're taking people from other departments, like you said, and, and like, go, go learn this, go figure it out. And you need to be the expert and help them through.
1: Otherwise, you're the one who has to clean it up. Yeah. I'll tell you, like if there's gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. if there's a problem with any of it, you're gonna get the call in six months. You're gonna get the you're be the one dealing with the agent on the shoot day. You're the one changing the contract, rewording it. You're doing all the work, so it is you know incumbent upon you to do the pre work and educate.
0: Yeah, educate. As always, (laughs) it's all about education. Go figure.
1: I know, like we just can't get away from it. (laughs) Somebody just, somebody just help me. Um, You know, (laughs) it's always up, and everybody has the same knowledge. You're like, what? Oh, hey, we're on the same page. We can be done by four. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, Christian. (laughs) How do people get a hold of you if they want you?
1: (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> sisterchristianproduces.com. <laughs> and Lawrence, if they want you, how do they get you?
0: Oh, for all this usage talk, let's talk about voiceover usage. <laughs> voiceoflawrence.com or producing T. Sexy. Thank you all.
1: All right. Thanks, everyone.
0: See you next See time. See you soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Producers Happy Hour is brought to you with the help of the handsome Christopher Daniels,
0: who is a design and branding specialist,
1: and Brendan Russell at Podlad.com, who is our fabulous editor.
0: If you enjoy this podcast and want to dive deeper, subscribe to our listeners newsletter. Simply go to ProducersHappyHour.com to sign up. Thanks for listening, and remember, enjoy happy hour while you can.
1: Because making shit is hard.